Hey everybody, and welcome to another There's episode. There's no time for this, Cody, man! Man, the, the black helicopters, I hear them above our heads now! We have to get this information out to the public, we have to let them know! What, is Soylent Green people, or more more important than that? It is, but th- it's actually Twinkies! What do you think that cream filling is, man? But, but that's not the one that's endangering our society! There's many more important things that they have to understand! And we're here to break you, we're here to break you free of the government's mind control! No more will you sit in the shadows, dear listeners. No, no, no. Board Shenanigans has now decided that we're going to break through the glass ceiling that you couldn't see through. That's how clear the glass was. And we're going to tell you the important things, the things that the ABCs, the NBCs, the CNBCs, and the QVCs won't tell you. That's right. You're, you're in for truth cast, folks. We're exposing the hidden hand. For instance, like, I don't, I don't know if you're aware of this, but... You're gonna be now because we we all need to be clear. Are you are you aware that key members throughout history have actually been weren't even human? Like they were killed long ago when they first started their rise to power. In fact, their rise to power was ordained by them just so they could be replaced by by aliens, aliens from the constellation Draco. Man, they're reptiles. They're they're not even they're cold blooded. They're literally cold blooded, man, in all senses of the word. And they've been replacing historical figures to to shape human interest and build us towards a society in which they could consume in their various ways. Recently, they built this large complex. The the Denver airport, man. I don't know if you've ever seen this place, Cody, but it's frightening beyond all belief. Even more frightening than the Creationist Museum. It's First of all, Denver had had, had an appropriate airport before this, but they decided that they were going to tear it down and demolish it to to build this new airport this smaller airport this not any more technologically advanced just they just felt they needed a new one but the one thing it does have over the other one is space a lot of open land a lot of open land underneath it if you understand my drift and it's filled with all these masonic symbols of of squared compasses and and this demonic pegasus at the entrance of it man and inside you'll find all these sculptures and statues and pictures of stormtroopers doing stormtroopery things this is this is obviously where they're they're heading their base up because it has all these runways perfect for landing your flying saucers on am i right cody also if you look at the shape of these runways they seem to form a symbol what symbol do you think that could be Swastika. I mean, it's it's plain as day, people. I don't know how anybody could could possibly refute this. Reptiles are running our government. What do you think about that? I think that is nowhere near the level of danger that res- that is the Hollow Earth. You you know what I'm talking about with the Hollow Earth. You've all experienced it. You've been wa- you've been walking on the ground and you feel like it has a little give to it. It does. It really truly does, listeners. It does. What what it is? There is nothing inside the Earth. Take a minute to think that through. The Earth is hollow. How do you know it? How do you know there's anything there? Have you ever been there? I thought not. There is there is nothing inside the Earth you can get to. You have to traverse to the south to the south pole where its entrance is. And what 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 various things lie inside? Well, obviously, every worse hell itself is inside the hollow Earth. That's not the only thing that's inside the hollow earth, dear people. The other, the Nazi party, the leftovers of the Nazi regime, they retreated into the hall, into earth, taking Hitler with them on, on his, 
on his submarine, taking him deep within the crevices of the Earth, where they, they have also discovered, ready yourself for this, the Garden of Eden. That's right, the Garden of Eden is inside the Earth, but it's not in the Middle East the way that we thought it was. No, 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 no. The Garden of Eden... Is in, Ca- is in Jackson's County, Missouri. That's right. The entire time, the entire, the entire book of Genesis where it talked about the Garden of Eden with the snakes and Adam and Eve not knowing they were naked. It was in Jackson County, Missouri. The Nazis have found the Garden of Eden and they're guarding it. Guarding it profusely for they know the power it hides. For once again, the Third Reich will rise using this power and become the Fourth Reich. Worse than the third one. You won't even know what to do. Oh, God. And, and beyond that, the other thing they've hidden inside the Hollow Earth. They've they've hidden the crashed spaceships. That's right. All the things that happened in Area 51 in Roswell that the, gover- that the government didn't want to tell you about. All the instances in ancient paintings where there's where there's spaceships in them, all that inside the hollow earth. the Inside the earth that we reside daily, the truth is beneath our feet, dear listeners. Know it. Prepare for it. Pray that, pray that the Nazi party that will arise with their new alien technology will not, st- will not stomp us to death with their space boots. Pray, dear listeners. And, and, what, and what kind of aliens could possibly be in the hollow earth? Reptiles, obviously, the snake in the Garden of Eden. And what are snakes, Cody? Well, that's a reptile. Exactly. Yeah, I know. I'm telling you, I'm awake now, man. I was blind, but now I I, see. I I know. I knew America was was special and 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 all given to us by by our Lord on high, because the Garden of Eden is here, man. It's just under our feet. And and see, that's that's what these this vast network of tunnels that that are government has been building is to tap into hollow earth so they can move freely to any point from anywhere man and that's what's at in denver airport anytime somebody talks about building a subway watch those motherfuckers they may be tapping it tapping into the hollow earth and haven't you always wondered why there is never you know there's all these sightings of bigfoot in the loch ness monster but but you know when people go there they never find them where they just last were that's because they're receding, proceeding deep down where all the other abnormal things are. I'm telling you, Cody, for the world is hollow and I have touched the sky! Gentlemen, due to circumstances beyond our control, we are unable to continue the broadcast. Evidently, there's some difficulty with our field transmission. However, we will return at the earliest opportunity. In the meantime, we take you now to the Meridian Room in the Hotel Park Plaza in downtown New York, where you will be entertained by the music of Raymond Raquello and his orchestra.
as always, I am I am joined by Thou Venom Tardy Gated Pumpian, Reverend Brewer. And I am here with Cody James, the infamously thick-headed glob of grease, an all-defiling spawn of a mad scientist and a disastrous test tube experiment. Um and as and welcome to another week of board shenanigans. We apologize for the weird feedback that happened happened earlier. We just couldn't get our signal right, but anyway. Yeah, Cody switched computers. Yeah, I mean, but I think all our technical issues. I don't know. I don't know if I've done this yet. If I have, I hope you've enjoyed basking in the glow, Brent. But uh, I, I think you have done it, in fact. Okay. Well, well, or you, or you might be about to do it. <laughs> hey, Britt, thanks for the new computer, and Board Shenanigans thanks you, because as it has really improved improved things here at the Board Shenanigans remote recording location, so we really appreciate it. The team thanks you. I thank you. I finally got it working. This is the first... We're popping it cherry on the podcast tonight, and then we're going to record an episode. Uh, so... So, Brewer, anything wonderful and or exciting happened to you since I've talked to you last? Well, anything wonderful and or exciting that happened to me? Um, as teased, I did com- I did completely complete with full completion of, of completiness. Um, ah, you know, complete when you finish, you know, complete, yeah, 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 you know, like you complete it, complete it, complete it, yeah, yeah, you yeah, like completely finished, right, okay. Anyway. Yeah, I, unlike me talking, I've completely finished, uh, 13-2, so 100% completion on that. And so, meh, and gonna start the third the third oh. one in the series sometime soon. So how how was it? Was it was it worth all the hype? Um, really, I would say that. Yeah, I mean the gameplay was definitely improved from the first one for sure. If but I, you know, I don't know. It was interesting. It ended with two be continued, so I have to figure out where we're going from there. I thought it was interesting for sure. You know, it's a time travel story, so there's a lot of, a lot of interesting stuff with that as far as changing one action changes another action. A lot of you know causal effects and stuff like that. I I thought uh, I thought Noel was a little stock and kind of boring of a character, but I guess uh, Sarah made up for that enough. So, so for people that have played it, that's my thoughts on them. Not terribly a spoiler alert. The, the main reason for behind it is because it's Final Fantasy, so there are always grand reasons. Uh, the bad guy is trying to destroy time, all of it, just destroy time, so he can stop. <laughs> what did a, did a did a clock kill his mother or something? Close. Um, he is immortal. So he can protect the the seeress who has the power to you know see the future. But whenever history changes, it kills her. So she has the power to see the future, but if history changes, it kills her. So she always dies when she's like twelve or something like that, but is reborn again. And they're as I believe as he says, they're all the same, but they're all unique. And he's tired of watching her die over and over again. So he figures if he can stop time, he can then save her. And in do and to do this. Well, he's got to pretty much do the exact same thing that the bad guy in the first one did, which I thought was a little interesting. I'm not sure if I really like that or not, but... And then it ends in an interesting way, and that's all I'll really go with. I'll tell you off the air, if you really care. Well, I didn't. It was mostly for the sake of conversation. <laughs> uh, I figured as much. Um, But more interestingly to probably everybody... <laughs> well, I was going to say more interestingly to everybody else, but once again, probably not. By the time you're hearing this, because, in fact, I know the exact date in which this one's going to release. This We're recording this on Friday. I am going to release this one for the Monday episode. So, don't stay tuned from news from the past and the future. In fact, all news now is current news. So, it, huzzah. I don't know. How do you like it, folks? So, can I bitch about current news, then? Is that what you're getting at? Is that what you want to hear? Is that is that what you want? One that's never stopped you from bitching about current news before. 
Good point. It just means that people will actually get it at a relative time that makes sense, opposed to them like, oh man, they they sure are interested in things that happened a year ago. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a good point. But what I was getting at before all before we all got sidetracked by by our sides or uh, our asides, anyways, what have, what would have happened on Sunday is the first episode of the new series of Cosmos. So, oh yeah, yeah. I don't know how much you're aware of this, Cody, but yeah, I know. Actually, I, after you talked about it, like I was, one, I did enjoy Cosmos. You talked about it. I like Neil deGrasse Tyson, so I'm gonna expect. That's right. I'm putting it on you <laughs> in front of all of our listeners. I want a review of of the episode. Yeah, which I'm sure we'll do a review. And yeah, it's Neil deGrasse Tyson doing it, who pretty much does every documentary you've ever seen ever seen on science. So if you've seen any doc- science documentary, you've probably seen him. And, and frankly, I mean, I don't know if I can think of anybody better. I mean, I, I guess I can think of some right. people that could do it. But the only, the only thing that's really different about it that I, I feel that I'm going to miss from the old Cosmos series is I don't know if Neil deGrasse Tyson could um could muster the same amount of, like, almost poetics that Carl Sagan did. Because right. everything he said... Like, when he's just, like, genuinely happy and in wonder of the world in which he exists in. Yeah, I mean, just, like, all, like, the... Just overly almost, like scripture sounding things he says i don't know how else to describe them like like if you wish to make an apple pie from scratch you must first invent the universe that kind of stuff yeah yeah stuff like that or the cosmos is all that is or ever was or ever will be our contemplations of the cosmos stir us there's a tingling in the spine a catch in the voice a faint sensation as if a distant memory of falling from a great height. We know we are approaching the grandest of mysteries. Things like that. It's definitely going to be different, but as far as from like what I've seen is in, in trailers and stuff, uh, which I guess I just wait to make a judgment on this on Monday, but here's the pre-judgment judgment. I'm, I'm going to judge you now and see if I, my judgments hold true. I hold high hopes. It's, and, you know, even if you're not interested in science, the special effects are going to be amazing. Just just play Which amazing. I think, I think I've said this before, and I'll say it again, because if you don't really... I don't want to say if you're not interested in science, but if it's one of those things that you're just, like, genuinely kind of want to learn something and have it explained to you in a good way, I really, really thoroughly enjoyed Cosmos with Carl Sagan doing it. And I've enjoyed what I've... I, I, I admit, I'm not a huge Neil deGrasse Tyson follower. Like, if he, there's a cool video or something on whatever, I'll watch it. I've listened to him talking a few things, but he's a good speaker, and I do enjoy him listening to him talk. He's, like, intelligent and easy to follow. So I imagine he'll be very good and very interesting. But if you just want to learn some shit, some basic shit of, like, the complexities of the world in which you inhabit, very... Like, the original Cosmos was awesome, and I cannot imagine him straying from that premise. So, yeah, and I mean, I've seen interviews where he said almost very similar things. Like I've seen him do the, you know, the we are made of star stuff one before. So yeah, I mean, I, I expect a lot of the same. You know, I, I expect I expect awesome, and and they'll be cutting edge special effects and things exploding and stuff. And it's, it's not just gonna be like planets and stars. It's gonna be like DNA and and other things and history and it's literally all of the cosmos, ev- everything. So I guess I should say it's gonna be on Fox. Which, you know, is, was the only thing that worried me originally, because it's Fox, and what is Fox known for? Fucking shit up. Can we name a few? Firefly, maybe? I don't know. But I guess the reason why it was on Fox this time instead of PBS was Fox offered more money than PBS could, which probably makes a lot of sense because it's PBS. Also, um, 
Seth MacFarlane's involved in it. I didn't know if you were aware of that. Uh, family Guy. You know, I can actually, I can actually kind of see that. Well, that's actually one thing I do kind of, I kind of like about Seth MacFarlane is even though I do feel like he's not real crazy about the direction Family Guy's gone in the last uh, years, but <clears throat> I, I genuinely do think he is a pretty fucking smart guy. So I, 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 I could Apparently. see him enjoying this. Um. Other than that, other media news, we also have the the first trailer for Sin City 2, A Dame to Kill For. Woo! Finally! Yeah, you know, just about ten years later, but we have it. And what are some things you've noticed from this, from this trailer? Um. Anything, anything awesome? You know, honestly, like, I didn't, I was, I was unaware of it until you told me off the air moments ago, uh, I, I haven't had a chance to really digest it other than the fact that I'm so goddamn excited that they're doing it. I don't know, like, my hopes are really high. I know I know they're doing the, I know they're going to do, like, the booze, broads, and bastards storylines, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's going to be good, so. That's what I got out of it, too. Um, one, one thing I noticed in there was, during the, they show a list of people that are going to show up in it, at the very bottom of it, you'll see Bruce Willis. So apparently, I, well, I guess do a because, flashback thing. I was saying because apparently yeah. in the world of Sin City, you know, time time has no meaning there. Sin City actually takes place in the Nexus. I was I don't know if you were aware of that. So, which I guess explains the reason why they have cell phones and old cars, right? Uh, and apparently, I'm going to go with that yes. theory. So, somewhere in there, Captain Kirk is stuck. <laughs> uh, it it just looks like it's it's like back to what was awesome about it. I don't know. I'm excited as fuck about it. I, I saw Miho in there for sure. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's got like everybody. It. I saw Ray Liotta in it, which like, dude, fucking the good Goodfellas was in it. Like, that's gotta be awesome. Yeah. So I mean, I I, I don't know, and like Frank Miller's directing it, which I think will be awesome. I I, I don't know. I just I, I'm I'm excited about it. I'm really excited about it. There's so many revolvers in the trailer. Like, there's so many revolvers. Everybody's <laughs> got a revolver because it's always important that they've got a gun. Like, this, the gun in this scene is important, so it's a revolver. So. There's so many. Oh. I like how Nancy has a fucking Smith and Wesson. Tw- I just watched it again while we were talking. Um, I like how Nancy has a Smith and Wesson twenty nine now. That made me happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm definitely definitely excited. Which has spurred me to think. You know, I, I think I sh- I think I should give up this whole drafting nonsense and just become a private detective. I mean, I'm about forty percent of the way there, I- anyways. Right. I mean, I got the appropriate clothing. Uh, I talk to myself a lot. I drink gin. I mean, realistically, there's only a few things I'm missing. A very slow ceiling fan. Like what, like keen, keen detective, detective skills might be one of them? To be a private detective, you don't have to be good. You, you know, you just live one gin bottle to the next, right? And, I mean, the only thing I'm missing is like a red-headed secretary that, 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 that flirts with me on occasion, but we never really do anything about that. Because I'm always chasing the, the dames that I knew would be trouble the moment they sashayed in. <laughs> You know the you know the kind you know the kind I'm talking about the ones that walked in with their ruby red lipstick and their gams that went on for days yeah those yeah I mean I, I think I know enough of the lingo and you know I've got an old pair of mini blinds that are you know broken that'd be perfect for letting you know a couple of beams of sunlight through to catch in the dust because I got a long coat I've got old guns so yeah I mean I I think I should I think that should be my next you know career move which I really feel is just lateral from what I'm doing now I mean I guess the only thing, I guess I need to take up smoking. 
Uh, I've seen you try and smoke, and you hack and watch, like, because I remember, like, I was like, dude, try a cigar, and you're like, yeah, I hey, remember. Well, but, well, I have to make sure they're all bent. That's one of the most important factors of this, is, is all, all cigarettes I'd have would have to be bent and curvy, and, and, you know, I take two or three puffs of them as the rain falls down on them, <laughs> and, and which I'll uh, surely get smacked right in the jaw about that time. But, yeah, I mean, uh, I think I can take it. I mean, I, you, you wouldn't come to, 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 to Brewer P.I.? What, what would my shameless name be? Um... I don't know, but it would be a good one. <laughs> it's too good to advertise for free on the podcast. Well, I would, I would work at all the all the king shit, but I think it's a good idea, right? I mean, yeah, C- come on. Who, who else do you know? Would you think that'd make a good detective? Uh, someone like uh, Batman. Uh, so, I mean, because he, he is the world's greatest detective, but you know, he doesn't have time with all the dodgeball. Uh, you talk. I'm tired of talking. Well, I'm gonna talk to myself. <laughs> Well, I'm just gonna get my thought bubble repellent ready just in case they get too they get too intense over here. They might. Or get my giant fan to like you know be the exhaust fan to suck them out. Oh yeah, there's gonna be so many weird weird words. Which I guess before I let you talk, <laughs> that's what I can do. <laughs> Maybe laugh. I am buying a new hat, so or a summer hat, I guess would be the more opt words. So I'll see. I'll have I'll have multiple appropriate hats. Come on, man. Are you trying to convince so, me or you? I don't care. You can do whatever you want. Tuned. I'm just trying to convince everybody. I'm jumping up support, I guess. <laughs> if you'd really like to contribute money to Brewer's new office, look at our Kickstarter page. Something like that. But anywho, I'm just going to think to myself now. Oh, okay. If you hear any music, that's just me. <laughs> See, that'd be one thing I'd have to have in my office would be like a constant loop of, of like, Saxophones. Also, how's that any different than what you do now? Having a constant loop of saxophone music slowly playing in the background. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Hey, man. You know what I learned this week? Um. Yeah, Cody. What did you learn? Anything wonderful and or exciting happened to you? Couple of wonderful and or exciting. Like, so I'm 26 now. That happened yesterday. So, which yesterday is in the sixth? Not yesterday is in you know time and anyway. Um, is it all wibbly wobbly over there that time? It's a it's a little wibbly wobbly. Um, but yeah, so that happened. So, and I noticed that twenty six doesn't feel a whole lot different than twenty five because I'm beyond the age where you get anything. Because at least at twenty five, my car insurance went down. So, so I mean, so, I don't yeah, really have next, anything else. That, yeah, I mean, the next great thing we're waiting for what is is thirty five, where we get to check a new box on forms. Well, see, I, I was wait, I was waiting on. 65, which probably by the time we get there will be 72, where you can get your AARP card and get a 15% discount. Look out, Sizzler, I'm coming for you <laughs> in 40 years. Man, um, you're going to be stocking that furs, aren't you? Oh, I am. My dad's like the king of those, but... Well, it, like, it's just a requirement to, like, when you get to, to dad ages, right? Well, well, it's like, you know, he'll be sitting somewhere for dinner, and he's like, you take the AARP card, right? Ching, 15% off discount. He loves that fucking thing, so. Yeah, but it's, it's actually pretty. It's yeah. the next greatest award that, that our country can bestow upon someone. First, obviously, being, you know, the, the Medal of Honor, but. Second is the AARP, AARP card. card. Yeah, because, I mean, the only thing, the only thing you get with the Medal of Honor that you don't get with the AARP card is to fly on any plane for free. Well, what if. Are you? How are you going to handle it? Whenever uh, when I get the medal of honor, look at, oh, I'm going to handle it quite well. well. No, what I what I was uh, wondering actually is how are you going to handle it? Whenever like instead of it uh, being James Gardner, Garner, or Wilford Brimley advertising AARP, it winds it winds up being like, it's like an Brad actor Pitt. we grew up with. Yeah, it's like Brad Pitt or like one <laughs> of the Olsen twins. Isn't that going to be weird? Yeah, you know, it's already kind of getting weird, isn't it? Just in general, like. 
Uh, uh, since you had a birthday, let's talk about those old cast people, I guess. I don't know. You know, I, I just thought yesterday, which is the, the weirdest thing to think, but I don't know if you're aware that there's no such thing as a... No one uses, uses a CAT scan anymore. It's a CT scan. So I just thought, man, there's no no those cheesy jokes that, pe- that children are going to hear about, you know, people scanning cats or cats scanning you. And I thought, huh. How is that a bad up with those thing? cheesy jokes? Uh... Actually, the one I was thinking about the other day is uh, the notion of rolling up your car windows. Nobody's going to know what that is soon. Oh, yeah, because they're because the, they'll be able to roll them down with their minds or a button. Well, the button, not the actual window roller, but, you know, thanks. Um, no, but I, I, really, all in all, like, I had a really good, I had a cool birthday. I hung out with Madison. Uh, got to, we watched Planet of the Apes, like the original, the good one, not the Tim Burton abomination, and... Frankly, I haven't seen any of the re- the new remakes. Um, I've heard really good things, though, so I'm kind of curious. But, uh, anyway, so we watched, like, the original Charlton Heston, Planet of the Apes, which was really fun, and Madison got me a cake, and she all sang happy birthday to me, we made dinner, which was a really chill day, but it was pretty goddamn awesome. I actually really thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and, uh, because really my birthday was kind of the Abilene trip that we took earlier, that I've talked earlier, and that surely you enjoyed the side cast with Brent... It was on location. Don't know what I'm talking about yet? Has Cody not gotten off his ass and released it? Coming soon! <laughs> yeah, which, I guess, interestingly enough, um, not only was your birthday this past couple couple days, um, Happy Birthday's birthday was in the past couple days. Yes, the song that we're not allowed to sing on this show, because it's owned by, by Warner Music. Oh, so, do you ever do the thing where you look up, like, who else was born on my birthday? Is there anybody of note that was born on your birthday? Um, I don't know if there's anybody of note born on my birthday. I don't Google myself every day like you do, Cody. And then I also don't go on the internet and search for my name. Well, no, like, you know how there's always that, uh... Again, it's always like, oh, other famous people born on your birthday or whatever. And, like, the only one that I can remember that matters at all to me, even slightly, is, like, Shaquille O'Neal has the same birthday I do. I always thought was kind of neat, even though I wasn't ever particularly a uh, big fan of his, which is actually one thing I've sort of noticed is, which I, which I kind of wrote, and I'm not trying to haunt my shit, really, I'm not, but I wrote an article kind of talking about this, about how now I've gotten old enough to wear basketball players that, like, I remember when they were rookies are starting to retire, and that was kind of one of the things I realized with Shaquille O'Neal is, like, it's still kind of weird to me that there's basketball, and he's not playing anymore, he's just doing commentator stuff, so, I, but it's one of those, like, he's definitely one of those I really disliked when he played, and, like, I've rooted for him, so, I've rooted against him so much that it's like I kind of missed the villain a little bit. Oh, I, so. I guess as an odd basketball person, he's like, like, oh, hey, that guy, yeah, I remember him. He's the guy we all heard about as a, as a kid and used to do commercials for Radio Shack because he's like, his name's Shack, they're a Shack, obviously. Right, yeah, he's, he's pretty much, he's actually really good for the sport. He's very good. He's a good ambassador for the sport. Which, speaking of basketball, and speaking of ambassadors of the sport, and Cody's got a podcast and a gear oh, to grind, nuts. so, so, oh, not, <laughs> right. Not that, but it's probably an appropriate response to that, but, <laughs> so, I did just thought, well, since we were just talking about it, sure, I'll Google it. Apparently, David Hasselhoff was also born on, born on July 17th, so. Awesome. And, and Donald so, Sutherland. Well, that's pretty cool. You got some cool ones. Um, well, <laughs> but what else do we got? Um, that, King George I of Britain sailed down the River Times with a barge of 50 musicians. So what we're going to need from all of our illustrious listening audience, and the rogues gallery in particular, looking at all of you guys, is uh, 
We're going to need you to look up who else was one other famous person was born on your birthday and let us know so we can talk about it. Or y'all can ignore it like you do everything else whenever we ask for specifically for help. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. We're not bitter. Not us. Oh, no, like that big long list of questions I asked for you to answer. But, you know, fuck you. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> but well, apparently anyway, the, so. the napalm and incendiary bombs were, were dropped for the first time by American P-38 pilots. South Korean Constitution proclaimed. Uh, anyway, back to grinding my gears. I don't know if and, I care. You know. <laughs> 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 Wait a You may not care, but by God, the good people of Podcastia do. Uh, so, what are the little like? Uh, I'm going to sportscast you guys for a minute here. So sorry if you get too if it's too much and it's not what you come for. But anyway, um, I don't know if y'all are all aware, or Brewer. I don't know if you're aware, but uh. Like, did you hear the whole thing with Jason Collins, the NBA player, who was the first NBA player who was an active player to come out that he was openly homosexual? Have you heard about this at all? I've heard about gay basketball players. Um, okay, that's probably that's probably about close enough. <laughs> the only other person that said anything was a guy named John Amici, who was an okay player. He probably had about a 10-year career, which... 10-year backup basketball player. I mean, it's an accomplishment, sure, but it wasn't, like, the best of the best or anything. He came out, like, four or five years after he retired, which, you know, whatever, good for him. He found himself, blah, 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 blah. This is the first guy whenever he was actually still on a team to come out. Well, so, you know, everybody was like, oh, good for him. He found himself. They made a big deal out of it, blah, 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 blah. And he was actually, like, he, he didn't pick up another contract. He was, like, oh, you know... He nobody picked him up or whatever because he's a backup backup center who really isn't that good of a player. I mean, he was all right, but he never was anything amazing by any stretch of the imagination. Well, he got picked up on on another on a contract in the middle of the season this year, and now everybody's like you know comparing him to like Jackie Robinson and how he is you know such you know such a great ambassador and so great for the sport and blah 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 blah. Okay. Yes. I'm so glad that the guy found himself, and okay, I'm gay, and I'm happy, and, you know, whatever, good for him, because that's, that's difficult, and I understand the ch- culture change, and I understand all that. Just the fact that you're gay does not, does not allow you to be, a, you get a contract on an NBA team. He's not a good player. He's not. In the, in like the last game I saw that he played in, he played for 11 minutes, got a rebound, and five, five fouls. That's not a good basketball stat. He wasn't a good basketball player in his prime. Now he's 34, which is past your prime in basketball. He's not that good of a player. But it blows my mind that they're comparing comparing him to Jackie Robinson, which, again, I'm not that big up on baseball, but I do I know enough to know that he went in whenever it was first first black first black ba- baseball player to play on a white team, first one to integrate. Uh, and he was in an openly hostile environment. Like people would throw pitches at his head, and kid, kids in the stands would, you know, call, you know, would drop the in bomb on him. It was a very hostile they called environment. Him a noob? I, yes, I that. thought he was a really great, great player. But uh, you know, they were really hostile environment, and he actually did a lot to shake up the, to shake it up, and to get people to come and play. And he was a legitimately talented, all star level player. I'm sorry, just because you do something. You do something doesn't mean, you know, socially or, you know, in your own life does not make you better at your job or more qualified. Yes, I respect the man for saying, for openly saying, hey, I'm gay, on it, in a world where it's kind of that machismo attitude that's slowly going away. That's good for him. Really great for him. But he's not goddamn Jackie Robinson. I mean, it's fucking, it's not. 
That's like that's like saying you held the door open for somebody and you're fucking Martin Luther King Jr. You're not. That's an extreme over-the-top analysis. And they've been kind of going nuts with this on sports websites and, like, on the commentators on the ball game for, like, the past couple weeks. Well, past week or so. And I, I've about had it. I just can't deal with it anymore because I think it's a way... I think they're making to connect them dots that aren't there. And it really, really is kind of driving me nuts because, okay, he's gay, big yeah, deal. it's driving Ooh. you nuts. It is. Which, the one thing I was thinking, though, was, man, if you were gay in a pro sport arena where, like, every hoochie mom is going to be throwing their, like, rubbing her whatnots up at you, I mean, you're the only guy that's gay on a pro pro ball team. Don't you think you'd have, like, the best pick of the litter? I mean, couldn't you just, like, get any, like, hot gay thing you wanted? I mean, frankly, frankly, I mean, I don't know why, like, why would you be in the closet at that point? Why wouldn't you be, like, outside of the closet and be getting, like... All the like, like, you know, hey, fellas, look what I could do on with this ball on the court. Want to see what I could do with your balls in the bedroom? Basically, I mean, because they're basically, I mean, they're like they're guy like guys at a band or whatever. I mean, they have they have groupies, they have people that meet them. I mean, you you're instantly recognizable. I mean, even if you're not like, okay, I've seen him on a Wheaties box. The guy's seven feet tall, and he's around a other bunch of other guys that probably the next shortest one or the shortest one six two. I mean, they stand out in a crowd. It doesn't take that long to figure out, oh, they're pro ball players. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm i just saying. Or professional ceiling painters, one of the two. <laughs> yes, because that's a competitive league where height is a requirement. Oh, God, you don't even know. I only wish I could enter the competitive ceiling painting league. But anyway, that's, that's, that's my that was one of my big gear grinds lately. Yeah, uh, balls, for sure. Oh, uh, other thing that doesn't have to do anything with anything other than what I did. I don't care. We went and watched... <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, Jared, I can actually talk about an anime intelligently oh, yeah. that, uh, you might care about mildly. And the rest of you, I don't know so much. But, so, uh, three or four days ago, I don't know, it was a couple days before my birthday... Uh, Madison and I, we got, like, cheap tickets to the draft house, and we, which, uh, by the way, I had a blue Hawaii, well, Madison and I split a blue Hawaii for the first time. Big fan of that drink. Um, I can see why Elvis wrote a song about it. <laughs> anyway, um, so, we, uh, we went and watched The Wind Also Rises, which is by the guy that did Howl's Moving Castle, what was his name again? I forgot. Uh, Miyazaki. Yeah. Um, which is by the guy that did, like, Howl's Moving Castle and shit, and... Um, Madison's a big fan of it, and, like, the Kiki's delivery surface, and blah, 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 and I like those, too, and it, she was just really excited about going to see it, so we went and watched it. I guess the best review I can give is, it was interesting, I can't say it's not interesting. Happy movie it was not, <laughs> but, uh, it was really interesting, and a very, oh my god, it was pretty. Oh my god, the artwork was yeah. astounding. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's I, probably one of the... Which I, which I guess if you didn't know, um, it is his last film from what I've been hearing. So there will be no more Miyazaki films. But yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of what he's known for. Is I mean, he's probably one of the last few at that time, like even just making animated movies. Cause they're all like digital I mean, now. It's it's unreal how good looking it was. Like uh, that that was actually what I enjoyed the most is just seeing how well done it was. Um, I, I guess the best thing I can put it say about it is. You know, if there was a show on the History Channel about feudal Japan and their struggle for relevance in the international realm of, like, an air force, I probably would change the channel. This educated me on that subject, and show, and the guy, the main character was the guy that invented the Zero fighter jet from uh, World War II. 
I didn't know a lot about this guy. I feel like I have a pretty good grasp of the culture now, and frankly, it did an astoundingly good job of showing, like, Japanese culture and kind of that whole era of time where they hadn't quite shifted to the modern, you know, the modern technological, you know, behemoth they were, you know, they, they are now. They were still kind of in the feudal state and just... Pre-World War One, it was World War One, starting into World War Two. Um, but man, it was, and just like the, whoever was responsible for the writing of it and like the research of the planes had such a deep love of that because you could just see it. The only complaint about it was it was a little long, but it's one of those movies like, I, I kind of plan on watching this again, but it'd be one of those, I want to watch The House when I can stop it in the middle and go get a sandwich. Um, but very good. It was slow. I can't say it wasn't slow and it was kind of sad, but it was gorgeous and it was pretty interesting. It's actually one of the first movies I feel like in a while, I feel like I've walked away from and like just instead of it, it wasn't a documentary. I mean, this, I always, you always kind of learn stuff on stuff like that, but I mean like just a straight up movie that I've walked away from and been like, I actually legitimately learned stuff. So I, I enjoyed it from that aspect a whole lot. So I guess. I don't know that I'd go see it in theaters, but comes out on DVD, I'd check it out. Um, but like I said, sandwich break, about an hour in, you're gonna wanna go make yourself a sandwich or go stretch your legs or whatever, so <laughs> Yeah, I mean yeah, it's not, like I don't know if you've ever seen um which you have to read it, but um Grave of the Fireflies. Ever seen that one? Uh uh-uh. uh. It's it's not his, but I don't remember who does it. But it's this one that takes place right after the bombing of Japan, the nuclear bombing of Japan, and not a happy movie. Not a happy movie by any stretch of the means, but yeah, it's about, I want to say it's like a brother and his younger sister, and they're, I think at one point in time they're like living in a cave because the, you know, bombs destroyed everything, and um, it's an interesting take on, you know, because you don't never, you hardly ever see it from that kind of side, but, right. you know, like it was pretty interesting. That's one thing I always enjoy is whenever like, I think Japan probably does it best, but you know, um, occasionally you'll see like, I, I know Turkey has a pretty good, like, or they're, I don't know pretty good but like an up-and-coming movie industry and a lot of times they'll come through on netflix and it'll be a turkish movie you don't realize you're watching it but i always really like it whenever there's something like that where it like the the writer or the director has a legitimate love of the culture and it just kind of astounds through in a way where you can like oh okay i i can feel that i can understand a little bit uh, you know beyond my own world because i feel like american movies kind of have a do a bad job of showing our culture because the only thing we ever do is we glorify the past I don't feel like we ever show it in our legitimate... I mean, you know, there are example, there are exceptions in every example, but I feel like in, in general we just glorify the past. We don't necessarily show the past. So, anyway. Yeah, I mean, Go ahead, tell, tell I'd almost say that, you know, um, that movies are American culture as far as that goes, and since, I mean, what, since we make the majority of them? Right, yeah, that's a good point. So, I mean, I, I think point. that's a lot of it just for that, you know, that fact. Um, another, another one which I have... I've only had a chance to like watch like half of it because something came up and I had to stop in the middle. But um, uh, Waltz with Bashir, which I want to say, it's like the best way to describe it is like I think Israeli-made anime might be a good way to put it. So huh. yeah, it, it, about like the war with Lebanon. Huh. And that sounds interesting. Yeah, I've seen parts of it. and I know it's it's another one. It, it's probably a lot like the one you just saw. It's that kind of like documentary animated film story thing. Right. So. That that could be a thing if you ever. Yeah, I I actually could see myself getting into this this whole thing a little bit more than I. Because th- I mean I, I love documentaries. I'll watch a documentary on anything. I, I don't care. Like 
because I like to walk away from it and be like, oh, okay, I never thought of it from that way, or I didn't know anything about that. Those are my favorite. Whenever you're like, oh, I legitimately did not know that this subculture existed, or I did not know that th- this was a viewpoint. Uh, there's one on Netflix right now that I'm really, really want to watch, but Madison just doesn't like documentaries very much, so I kind of got to wait when she's not around to watch it. But it's uh, about it's about the uh, revolution in Egypt. Really want to see that one. You know, because that's something that I didn't experience. I wasn't there. I have no concept of it out there than the news and what I've read. But I, I really like shit like that. Or, uh, actually one of the other ones, and I may have brought this up already, but I watched I watched this one on uh, Tanya Harding. So, huh. that, was, that was kind of an interesting one. Um, actually really kind of empathize with her, like, a lot more than I guess I thought I would. Just because... Even, you know, in the thing, and I, I guess I'll kind of talk about this for a second and then I'll fuck off with it, but even in the documentary, you know, because we all remember, you know, Tanya Harding, she hit Nancy Kerrigan in the leg with a pipe. I mean, we were all kind of around when that happened or whatever, and, you know, blah da 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 and there was all, you know, I remember it vaguely, but I remember it. And kind of what she, the way she was talking about it was, the only thing she ever admitted guilt to was she didn't do it but she knew about it, and, she, you know, she went, she had, like, two years in jail for it. But she's, like, never allowed to, to skate in any any competitive manner whatsoever again for uh, something that happened when she was in her 20s. Which is kind of, in a way, I kind of understand. I mean, it's their world and their rules, and they can make it however they want. But you kind of wound up empathizing with her because it's just, you sort of got the vibe of, Maybe she wasn't responsible, but she definitely got caught up in it, and I don't know that that was definitely, it's necessarily fair that she's still suffering the repercussions from it, but just listening to her talk, she's pretty in control of her own life and pretty happy with who she became, so it's kind of one of those things, like, it was a part of my life, but it was 20 years ago, and I'm happy with the life I have now, so I don't know, I I, I enjoyed it, I really did, I thought it was a good documentary, so anyway. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I don't... <laughs> Frankly, I, other than other than hearing the names and, and the vague parts about that, I never really knew much about it. I don't know if I really ever cared that much about it, for that matter. That was kind of where I was at, but ESPN does this whole series called 30 for 30, and it's always yeah. just sports documentaries, and I think I've hawked this on here before. Yeah, I, I think I heard I, somebody else talking about it on another podcast, too, so... Yeah, now that you say that's where it's from, I understand. They're, they're, very, they're very, very good. I mean, they're, a lot of times they're on shit that... I mean... I don't follow any other any other professional sport but NBA basketball. I just don't care that much. But, you know, they'll talk about different sports people or, like, and that's what sucked me in was there's a couple really good basketball ones. And then I kind of started watching ones on other sports, which, okay, I don't know that I necessarily like the, you know, like the, that particular sport, but I love the stories. I mean, that's that's what I like about basketball. That's one of the biggest things I like is I like the story behind it. Like, yes, there's a com- competition level, and seeing somebody that is one of the best play on somebody else that's one of the best, but I love the story of, like, okay, this team that was kind of the underdog and this guy who's been with the franchise his entire career and always tried but just never quite got to the top of his, you know, and this guy who... You know, had some trouble on another team, but he came around and to be a good player. And this unheard of... I love that shit. I love that story part of it. So, of course, I'll watch a story about it. Because they'll kind of explain the situation. And then be like, you know, now here we're going to tell... You know, this is how we got here. Here's the story. And I love it. Even though I'm not particularly attached to it. 
So, I mean, I've learned a lot of shit that I didn't know was around. Like, I didn't know that the NFL had a competition league in the early 70s. Like, there was another league that was trying to take on the NFL that didn't work. You know, shit like that. It's like, huh, I never knew about that. Or, you know, there's a really, really good one on Bo Jackson, who, again, I'm not real, I don't really know of him other than vaguely knowing his name. And, oh my god, that was like one of the best movies I've ever seen. It was so inspiring, and it was so cool. I mean, it's... That one, I mean, shit like that. So, you know, and then I'll, and I'll, I, I love documentaries, but shit like that's just all stories. And I, I really get sucked into that. So, anyway. Indeed. It's indeed. Them, them, them ball sports sure get into your brain and stuff. And, Ed, Ed, Ed Gretzky's father doesn't even remember anything. I mean, that's the only way I know how to explain sports to somebody that doesn't really into it is it, it's the show and the story. It's not really the actual sport. I mean, I played basketball, but me to explain why I like it to you is because it's like it's like a story I've been following my entire life. You know, you've got these guys that have been around and you identify with, or you like, or you respect, and then you figure out more about them and the teams they're on and the owners, and you just get more and more invested in it. I mean, it's you know, and there's there's the show part of it where they actually have to go put on a good show so you're entertained, and then there's the back the backstage stuff, and I don't know, it's. It's it's super interesting to me. I mean, I think anybody that's a sports fan to any level, I, I, I think that that's a part of it to them. Is man, there's there's the show part of it. There's there's the story part of it. There's that's what that's what hooks you in. That's what makes you interested in it. Yeah, like I said, yeah, I was watching that episode of At Midnight, and Chris Jericho was on. I was like, what? I sure, why not? I don't know much about him other than he wrestles, and he was very funny. Which apparently so is The Rock. Apparently he's a very funny guy. Uh, see, I always like the ones that are, like, well-spoken and intelligent when you don't think they're gonna be. Like, um, there's a there's a dude named Kane who's a big, literally a big fucking... Like he's huge? Like he's this huge fucking guy? Yeah, like he's, like, seven feet tall. Like serial crusher big? Yeah, it's, it's actually kind of, it's actually kind of insane. Um, he's, like, a big, big spokesman in the, like, libertarian community, and he's insanely well- educated and like entertaining and fun to listen to and you know blah 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 but like if you'd see him you'd think he'd be a fucking little you know, blithering moron but he's fucking really really well spoken um other than that um that's extent of my sports knowledge for you i i think i almost watched something about basketball a couple days ago but but didn't so if that makes you feel better i can't remember what it was so Cody, um we do have to make a cur- I think a correction from our last episode. Okay. Because you're like, well, you, you brought up because, you know, it was the episode we recorded, you know, last week, obviously. Um, you brought up that it would be a good idea to, to go to Alaska to escape the zombie apocalypse. I'm sure you remember talking about that last week, right? Oh, of course. And, um, well, it was brought to my attention by Kat that that is not only a bad reason for, for what I think it's a bad reason, but by the fact that, um, you know, in numerous instances, the zombie virus is generally spread through, like, bodily fluids, right? You would say that. Okay. Well, apparently, uh, there are over 27 different types of mosquito that live in Alaska. So, you'd have to worry about the fact that the zombie... You might become a zombie, not from even being bit by a zombie, but from being bit by a bug. So, now do you think polar bears will protect you? <laughs> That's just... Well, I guess I'll have to renege on my all-important zombie... Arctic uh, apocalypse plan A. 
I don't know. <laughs> Way through me. Like, <laughs> like, this was not what I was expecting at all. But, uh... So, yes, you have to worry about not only zombies biting you or polar bears eating you, but, but mosquitoes turning you into zombies. Which, you know, really is something you never see taken into consideration in a lot of these shows. I'm sure there had to be at least one, but I couldn't name it. I mean, especially like with the, the Walking Dead, which takes place in Atlanta. I mean, presumably there's like billions of mosquitoes there, right? I mean, I lived on the coast of Texas, and there was a lot of mosquitoes. Yeah. So uh, that's the real that's the real danger right there is mosquitoes. Fuck the zombies. Fuck the fuck the vampire ghosts or the mad the mad scientist vampire ghosts that create that create uh, creatures that are almost human but misunderstood and chased and chased into a farmhouse with. Torches and pitchforks. No, 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 no. Zombie or uh, zombies are not the real. That's that shit. Fear the mosquitoes. <laughs> the flies are real dangers. What you're saying? Well, yeah, I was uh, trying to go with this, but I haven't cared since you brought it up the first time. I didn't care when I said it that much, so I, I, I guess. I, I don't guess, know. You uh, sound like you cared to me. <laughs> or do you care more about the earth being hollow? Oh, I care so much more about the earth being hollow. Which, speaking of conspiracy theories and other conspiracy theories, and I already spoke about basketball, but I'll go back to it. Um, one of my personal favorite uh, conspiracy theories is the uh, frozen envelope theory, which was uh, Patrick when Patrick Ewing was drafted in '85, and he went to the New York Knicks. Apparently, uh, part of um, part of their what they did was they froze the envelope and like the commissioner got it and he knew it was the cold envelope that's how we got drafted that's like the big conspiracy theory in basketball which is frankly one of my more favorite ones i i, I just wonder like how long does an envelope stay cold like, i mean wouldn't it radiate out pretty pretty quickly especially in a bowl filled with other envelopes though i didn't i didn't make the conspiracy i just thought it was kind of interesting I'm just saying I, I just was wondering if it was like the ice bullet of basketball but apparently i don't know or the second shooter of basketball. I mean, that's really what it is. It's the, it's the second, sh- second shooter. Uh, the '85 draft was an inside job of basketball. Exactly. Government were planting chips, man. Chips in their fingers. Little magnets in their fingers, and they had magnets in the envelopes, and they attracted their fingers, man. Finger magnets. Uh, do you have any? Do you have any other like favorites that are just ridiculous? Um, I mean, I I just found this one, which, in the search for conspiracy theories, I found a couple really just interesting ones, like. Um, that, that the Vatican created Islam as a tool that failed horribly. <laughs> that was funny. But but the one I felt I'd, I'd bring up is um, electronic pollution. No, no, it's not used iPods in in the garbage. No, or you know, or CDs strewn across the street. It, it's apparently um, Wi-Fi was created to kill your babies. Is the easiest way to put it. Apparently, there's this whole thing of like people that claim to be electron electromagnetically sensitive. And that doesn't mean they're Magneto and, you know, can levitate Wolverine. Well, that would have been a lot cooler. <laughs> no, it's, in fact, the exact opposite. That magnetic... Wolverine levitates them? <laughs> yes, which is is the worst <laughs> thing, really. I mean... <laughs> yeah, if you're levitated by Wolverine, you're fucked. Uh. <laughs> His sideburns might attack you. Oh, anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, it, it, it's in fact that they are so sensitive to our modern technological society that that they have many, many uh, uh, symptoms. Which uh, let me find their symptom list real, list real quick. Um, ah, damn it! I thought it was on this page. Why is it not on this page? I'm ill. I'm ill prepared and sensitive. <laughs> Man, you must have really what? hated yourself earlier. 
I was going to say, what the listener doesn't know is, uh, I think this is the most unprepared Cody's ever been for an episode, is we're going to open the the curtain and show you the boardroom for a minute while Brewer gets his notes together. I, well, we had to restart our computers, so they weren't... And probably edits this out. Yeah. What, what happened is, uh, like, I, I got this new pimp Mac Daddy of a computer... And I really haven't had a chance to upload everything, and I'm in the middle of moving into it. Because, you know, moving into a new computer is like moving into a new house. You've got boxes of things, and you want things back, and you want the flower pot by the windowsill. And it's just not the same until you get all the way moved in. So, uh, I had, I got home at 5.30, and I had to do the mad frenzy of download Skype, download the drivers for the, for the microphone, download the Dropbox... Really, all the essential programs for your normal board shenanigans episode, I had to frenzily download and try and get ready. It was uh, it was not pretty. I definitely struggled, and it was probably the clangiest conversation Brewer and I have ever had on the phone as I was trying to hurry up and do it. Well, so, there was uh, this one time when I thought I might try to start a one-man band. That might have been the most clangy conversation we ever had, but this is definitely up there. Yeah, he was like, how does it sound? And I was like, um... Sorry to break it to you, dude, but I don't know that this is your thing. He's like, oh, but come on, I watched Mary Poppins with Dick Van Dyke. I had these on my feet and, the, and like, a uh, 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 drum on my back that when I, like, uh, kick my leg, it makes it go boom, boom. And I have this whole Rue Goldberg device of instruments upon myself. Like, how could you not enjoy this? Anyhow. Like, here, listen again. I was like, no, stop, please. You're embarrassing yourself, and you're never. And what girl ever sees the guy with the all, all you know, do-it-yourself one-man band shit on's like, oh, I want to beat his drums until his harmonica, harmonica whistles. No girl thinks that. Well, apparently Mary Poppins did. But did Mary Poppins fuck him? I don't think Mary Poppins fucked him. I just think she kind of dealt with him. Oh, I, I, I thought that they like used to get it, get it on. At least that's what I pulled from that. I mean, because she's like, oh, I know that silhouette anywhere, and he starts tracing her, and then he's like, he's like, oh, chim chimmering on her, and and um, what about that whole thing when they're uh, when they go into the chalk painting, and, and he's all like, have some tea or something. I don't remember that song. <laughs> you know, I can't tell you. I was like, man, it's been a long time since I've seen Mary Poppins. Yeah, I realized as I got to talking on this that uh, I uh, I don't know, I don't know that I uh, really know that much lore. So you know, like uh, there was like the bunnies, and I think there was a carousel, and I know there was the dancing penguins. I, I yeah, yeah, remember that, that the part. dancing penguins. Yeah, that part, that's that's my proof for their their fuckery. Oh, oh, dancing, dancing penguins are a metaphor for on-stage hard boning. Exactly, yeah. And this all came about because she saw his knee symbols or his oh. tambourine. Uh, so, like, I guess, uh, like, so what is, if, if the tambourine's what turned her on, like, what does Hey Mr. Tambourine Man, is that like, like a giant, like, blowjob metaphor? Um, I, I believe so, yeah. I mean, William Shatner sung it, so... <laughs> Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man, suck a cock for me. I'm not living where the... Yeah, I, I think you've surpassed my knowledge of Mr. Tambourine Man at this point. I don't rem- I, I, I know it, I just don't know it well enough to do that, because it is not the best Bob Dylan song. That's right! I said it! It is not the best Bob... Not Bob- the best William Shatner song, either. <laughs> what is your favorite Shatner Sings song, by the way? Oh, I mean, we have to just go with, the. I think, the classic of Rocket Man. Because it's just so weird. Good. That, too. Uh, see, I, I, I'm... 
I really, really like Rocket Man, but God, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds is just a whole other level of like, this is what being on mushrooms is like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He definitely. It's hovering over your head. <laughs> See? <laughs> Marmalade skies. Oh. Oh, yeah. He, he definitely. Is, is experiencing it for sure. Which, we have supported this in private, but we have not ever brought this up on the podcast, which frankly is one of our most important stances we've ever, we've ever gotten behind. And really, I feel like it's one of the united, uniting bits of not only Brewer and I's friendship, but all of the members of the Rogues Gallery. Mr. Shatner, please cover some Led Zeppelin songs. <laughs> please. Like, Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd. There's I, I, a lady that knows all that. There's a school, and she's buying the stairway to heaven. I would really like him, and if I may put in my request, if I may be so bold, Mr. Shatner, as you obviously listen to our podcast, because what the hell else do you do between between takes of Priceline commercials? Um, well, you guys have something to listen to on his horses. Well, that too. I mean, you know, I, obviously I think our love of William Shatner is well established on this podcast, just like it is our love for John Fingering, Soup Eating, Carl Sagan, uh, Ray Bradbury, George Orwell, you know, everybody else we always bring up. Um, if we missed anybody else, stay tuned. We'll we'll get them. We'll get them later. But uh, anyway, I think my personal request, if I may be so bold, I would really like to hear Sh- hear Shatner do bike. I really would. I know it's not the conventional pick, but it's a minute and a half long. <laughs> it's ridiculous. The premise is ridiculous. I think someone of Shatner's abilities could only make the song better and more ridiculous. Like, I've got a, I've got a cloak, and it's a bit of a joke! Like, there's a tear up the front, and I've had it for months. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Back when Pink Floyd uh, was in its Beatles days. Oh, I just really, I don't know, that's actually one of my favorite Pink Floyd songs. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I don't know, my favorite Pink Floyd song would have to be, um... Fuck though, it's on Final Cut, um, but it but it made it into the Pink Floyd movie, uh, the Wall movie, um, but it wasn't actually on the Wall. Um, fuck, why can't I think of the name of it right now? I know you like when the Tigers broke free a lot. Yeah, that's, that's it. What... Yeah, when the Tigers broke free, I was like, I couldn't think of the name. Was... That's 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 way up there. That yeah, one. When the Tigers like... broke free. Um... I like Fletcher Memorial Home a lot. Yeah, that's a real good one too. Waiting for the Worm. Kind of like that oh, that's one. That's a good one. Uh, which did you prefer, David Gilmore or or Roger Waters? I gotta go Roger Waters. Yeah. I, I do too. I definitely liked his his, his whole like oh the, the one with the monkey watching TV album. Uh, Bravery of Being Out of Range was the was the song on that one that I really liked. And there's also one called Sexual Revolution on his other album. <laughs> it's just so weird. It's just weird. Which I mean, come on, you're like, whoa, it's, it's weird. Really, really, Ryan from, from from Roger Waters. He did a weird song. Oh, did you ever find your notes that you were rustling about, scurriedly looking for? I did, but I didn't know if we cared anymore. Oh well, I I, I thought we were just the stall for time players until you. Oh yeah, I think I could I could pull. Okay. Yeah, so uh, elect- electromagnetic sensitivity people, um, th- they claim that their symptoms are uh, you know, headaches, dizziness, nausea, difficulty concentrating, memory loss, irritability, depression, uh, fatigue, weakness, tremors, tingling, joint pains, flu-like sy- symptoms, uh, palpitations, pressure in the chest, high blood pressure, low blood pressure, slow heartbeat, fast heartbeat, skin rash, burnings, low, low resale value on your, on yeah, your home, uh, tire pressure, uh, <laughs> low tax scores, <laughs> sidewalk cracks, I mean, yeah, it's... Your credit report sucks. 
sucks. Your mother's a whore, and Jesus doesn't love you. Yeah, I was. A, a lot of these are what I would almost describe as um, uh, symptoms of life. There's just so non-specific symptoms they could be from anything. Which I guess, like the the more gene- uh, generic things about this is, it's, a lot of them seem to focus mainly on on wireless waves and things that are flowing through the throughout the atmosphere around you which i'm gonna start with those before i get to the even weirder stuff they're saying that because you know there's these wireless frequencies that we've never experienced before in our lives and the ubiquitous uses of them that that they're like interfering with our our cells or messing with our precious bodily fluids i i don't know um they're making us bleed our own blood exactly yeah uh the first thing is um a lot of these frequencies are what are in the microwave bandwidth, which I know you're th- when you hear microwave, you're thinking about cooking food right now, which what that's got your, your kitchen microwave generally has a thousand watts of microwave power. Your, your common cell phone carries about one watt of microwave power and a Wi-Fi receiver is about 0.1 watts of Wi-Fi. Uh, of microwave energy. Microwave is just, is just the range of frequencies between infrared and radio. And another big important factor is uh, microwave radiation is non-ionizing radiation. What do I mean by non-ionizing radiation? It means it doesn't have the, the appropriate energy required to break apart molecular bonds. So they're relatively safe as far as just the microwave energy in it on itself. And then the electromagnetic uh, radiation in a, on its own right, it requires so much energy to even get past the first layer of your skin. I mean, that's why when you see all these magnet bracelets and magnet headbands and magnet shoes that are supposed to cure you of pretty much everything I listed, but because of other reasons. The big conspiracy about the wireless is, is is that they know, you know, the, the they, the them, the, the big magnet corporation, I guess, Big Electric, knows bum, about bum, this. Bum, General Electric himself? Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. General Irving R. Electric knows about this. And... And they don't want to tell us because what they're actually doing is, is they're using wireless devices as a form of population control. Because if nothing else, they're going to weed out the peoples that, that are, you know, electromagnetically uh, sensitive. So we don't have to worry about them, you know, because, because they see these electromagnetic things are not only going to make them weak so they can't perform well, that they won't be able to perform well sexually either. Because it's been proven, you know, in, in a test tube that if you, pump enough magnet waves at sperm it kills it i i'm 18 you pump enough anything at at sperm it'll probably kill it <laughs> except for more sperm maybe but i don't know maybe suffocated i guess um and we're two people that know a lot about pumping a lot of sperm am i right <laughs> oh, oh, oh. and no, so no, not at each other because that's kind of gay but 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 as we said, you know, being gay is not a bad. Thing. It is whenever it talks about me being gay with you. That's a definite bad thing. Oh what? Oh. Anywho, and there's so many they that have to be involved in this. There's no way it could possibly with you know not collapse under its own weight. And and, and also, why would this be the easiest way to get rid of people when there's much much simpler ways? So yeah, it gets crazy there. And then there's the other people in here which. Which are also, not only this stuff worries them, but something referred to as, as dirty power scares them. They're saying it's like, oh, because see, any power that doesn't oscillate within that pr- precise 60 hertz frequency, which apparently is, is completely safe to the human body, 60 hertz. But anything that oscillates outside of that drives us slowly insane or something. And, and that, and then, and that companies know about this and have been refusing to solve this. And they go on, to eventually saying that that just having electricity in your house is exposing you to some of this. And this is where it gets even more interesting. That grounding is bad because that allows like this dirty energy that shouldn't be there to instead of going wherever else it should be going, it goes 
to the ground, which causes this energy to be rushing underneath your feet all the time because there's all this bad energy that has to find its way back to the substation somehow. So it must travel through the ground underneath your feet and is exposing you with megawatts of energy. Well, the solution to this is, is to add a neutral wire or, or make the neutral wire in wires bigger so that all the power goes back that way. But that still doesn't really save you that much. And <laughs> Am I allowed a rebuttal yet? Because Yeah, I was kind of like, I wanted to get to this more weirder stuff, because that's kind of the one reason why I wanted to bring this up, is because, you know, I might know enough about the wireless side of this, but not the wired side, and I thought, yes, go. <laughs> okay, the grounding thing is complete and utter horse shit. One, grounding something is incredibly important because electricity finds the shortest path, the easiest path. If it's not grounded to something, you're the easiest path, you're going to fucking die. Two, unless it goes to ground, unless something shorts out, it's not constantly, it's not like you're pumping electricity like willy-nilly into the ground constantly. It doesn't work that way. Unless Unless it actually goes to it, Yes, it, being a ground wire, everything eventually goes to a ground rod. Like, say, at a house, everything goes to a ground rod at a house, which physically goes into the ground. And that's because it, that's because that can absorb it, blah, da, 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 da. But even if that happens, it'll generally trip a breaker. It's not a constant, constant thing at all. Other problem with this is increasing the size of the neutral wire would not do anything because it still has to travel in a... In an AC current, it still goes back to the source. None of this, like, I, I, I it doesn't work this way. Like, th- no, not at all, in fact. And if anything, electrical devices and electronics have gotten more efficient over time. Not less efficient. Yes, there are more of them, but it's gotten more efficient. The pro- the only problem you have is actually from the power the power supplier but even now you can, can you can get power conditioners where it'll even everything out i disagree i disagree strongly in fact these people don't know what the fuck they're talking about these are the kinds of people that you know think that electricity is fairies and you know fucking wind farts and that's how things work it's not, you know the centaur does not bring the light the light from the light bulb and make make the room shiny it doesn't work that no, way see- Cody, you're just a shill for Big Electric. Oh, apparently. You're, you're, you're Big Electron over there. Oh, look at you. You're Not only are you exposing yourself to danger, but you're exposing all the rest of us and your family, Cody. Your family and children and their ice cream. Little kids' ice cream, Cody. What else are they going to electrify next? <laughs> well, I guess if you're that, if you really feel, if th- this conspiracy is one that's like, okay, fine, remove yourself from it. Go and be completely prim- primitive. Go, go, go all the way back and be paleo. Don't write articles on the internet about it because that involves an electronic. Like, go be paleo about it. Don't fuck you. You're wrong. <laughs> I know that's one of their big sources. Like, well, the Amish don't experience any of this stuff, so obviously, well, the Amish don't write about it on the internet. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's just real, real it's interesting. Like, that's like saying the Amish, you know. The influence of gangster rap does not affect the it does not affect the Amish. Look at how productive they are due to them not listening to gangster rap. They don't listen to gangster rap because it's not something that's you know readily available to them in their particular chosen culture and lifestyle. I mean, it's, fuck. Like I broke my leg today because my cro- my you know crocheting hands were were out of al- you know out of alignment. 
No, I broke my leg because I fell. The fact that I don't crochet did not figure into it at all. Oh, but 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 don't worry, Cody. There there are some simple solutions for this to oh, make yourself oh. fe- to make yourself feel better, other than oh. increasing the size of this wire and stop grounding things. Oh, okay. Well, well, and, well, and, well. and obviously, you know, I mean, look, your mileage may vary because you're still going to be exposed to this. You know, if you have to go to work or you have like you know a, a light bulb in your house, but you know, you got to stay away from particularly wireless devices. But anything that draws a lot of power, you probably shouldn't own a microwave, I guess. Um, but there's a few other things you can do. If oh, so, so, like, no no clothes dryers, no wa- no hot water heaters. Uh, I guess definitely you can't be in any room with heat at all because, I mean, that's all a heater is, is it's just a, just a coil that produces resistance. No, they, they use propane. They're, they're big fans of propane for everything. Oh, 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 of course. And like, and nothing that was electronic created any of that or the packaging or anything. I, I oh, yeah, sure. but it's not in their house, so it's okay. Oh, 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 okay. This I is mean, they're, like only, the, they're only interested in themselves, Cody. This is like the people that drive an electric car and swear that they're saving the, think they're saving the fucking environment. You know what? You, you keep <laughs> charging your car, it still has to come from somewhere. A power plant still produces that. You haven't done anything differently. You're I still, it's the same amount of energy being being sucked out. I mean, I, uh, yeah. But one thing you can do, Cody, is at the end of the day, you can stand on a piece of tin foil, uh, make sure your feet are spread. Uh, in fact, from what I hear, you're supposed to keep your feet spread a lot. I don't know why. Which uh, other things you can do is you can buy their dev- their electronic capture device. Of course. <laughs> yeah, you knew that was coming. One person that claimed, which because I meant to bring this up because it's just such an amazing sentence. One person that claims that she has. Uh, electronic sensitivity or whatever. Um, Dirty electricity occurs in homes and creates a push and pull on your body. She feel she can feel it pushing and pulling her cells. Electronic pollution targets the body's weak weakest links. Of course it does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, eliminating. I see. I don't even know how this helps. Eliminating sources of fluoride, aluminum, plastic, organic cosmetics. And replacing wall-to-wall carpet and using organic mattresses are also helpful. Cabinet makeovers are also helpful, she says. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no, one thing, you want to use synthetic ma- uh, cosmetics. But you need an organic mattress and you just need new carpet and to replace your cabinets. <laughs> With what? I don't know. Like, just more carpet or just new cabinets. Just new cabinets will always help you, Cody. <laughs> well, see, like... When you have your problem in your life, new cabinets. <laughs> see, what I thought you were going to go with for sure was, uh... You should replace your cabinets. And whenever you do that, you should you should go into, like... You should go down to anti-electrics, uh... Cap- cabinetry and uh, you could get a good deal I-, I thought for sure we were going there you know i have a counter proposal i say she's the conspiracy theorist and she works for big copper that's right she works for the big copper industry and, and those met and 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 they they need they want more mines to dig up more copper and more copper smelting and in fact she thinks pennies shouldn't ever use copper anymore because or, or there should be all penny all the coins should be copper that's what it is she she's a shill for big copper. That's I I don't really know how to respond to that. That's that's that's. <laughs> well, that's... I, yeah, I, I guess I call for reasoning to you people, and you know, just really think of what a conspiracy could mean. I mean, the amount of people that would have to be paid off for this conspiracy to 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 go hidden 
is so astronomical. If nothing else, one person that just wasn't in the loop trying to make a buck would have found out about this or accidentally stumbled upon it and tried to sell it. Like, look at my wireless router. It's proven to not give you an abortion or something. My wireless router reduces snot in your nose. That's funny. I I guess that's the one I'm going to pick on this time. It's not nearly as... I guess the basic concept isn't nearly as exciting as, uh, as, like I said, the Vatican creating Islam or 9-11 was triggered to kill a pizza guy or, you know, things like that. (laughs) Or or homeopathy is just something that they don't want you to know about. Or that whole Jesus guy. Or that National Treasure 2 was actually a good movie. I've never seen 2, so I can't make a judgment on that, I guess. It's a lot like (laughs) 1. I figured. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, so there's, I, I, it's just really, I think people trying to find a link to, to explain something that they can't explain otherwise. They're like, well, I have this pain in my left arm, but I can't figure out why. And, and, and it's just easier to blame it on, you know, my cell phone than it is to either get it looked up or when the doctor tells you, you know, well, there's so many things that could be causing your sniffle that we don't really know. We can't tell you what this particular sniffle is without, you know, every doctor's not house and can't diagnose your most obscure disease. So you got any uh, good, hearty words of wisdom to leave the people with other than don't believe in uh, oh, killer killer electrons or electro- ele- electronics? Why not? I mean, I guess it basically boils down to killer electrons. <laughs> yeah, other than those heartfelt words, I, I, I think I do have some. Now the earth was corrupt in the sight of God, and the earth was filled with violence. God looked on the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all the flesh had corrupted their way upon the earth. Then God said to Noah, I can no longer sit back and allow communist infiltration, communist indoctrination, communist subversion, and the international communist conspiracy to sap and impurify our precious bodily fluids. Amen. Good God, what are you doing? Put that down. Try something with more protein. I always use bspodcast.us or facebook.com slash shenanigans or on our iTunes feed. Now, why did I have my top off for this? I said, are we doing the show yet, or are we just making noise at each other? I don't know. I don't know, but I, I think when, we, when it comes around to our year anniversary, it'll be something that'll get brought up, for sure.